You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Okay, we know what John 3.16 says. What does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life praise the lord that's part of our text and then philippians chapter 3 philippians chapter 3 we'll read from verse 3 to 8 and if you're okay we're ready for we are the circumcision who worship god in the spirit rejoice in christ jesus and have no confidence in the flesh though i also might have confidence in the flesh if anyone thinks he may have confidence in the flesh i more so circumcise the eighth day of the stock of israel of the tribe of benjamin a hebrew of the hebrews concerning the law a pharisee concerning zeal persecuting the church concerning the righteousness which is in the law blameless seven but what things were gained to me these i have counted laws for christ yet indeed i also count all things laws for the excellence of the knowledge of christ jesus my lord for whom i have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Father, may we, your children, indeed gain Christ in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Okay, last week we are looking at giving God glory and how God does not, will not share his glory with any man. Praise the Lord. And um, as one meditated on it, remember one of the key things there was that he is the owner of the world. Praise the Lord. So there shouldn't be any question who should get the glory. Isn't it? He made the world. He created it. It's his world. Okay? So it's only proper. And like we said, your vehicle that you drive you have the logo on it. You've paid for the car. It's not your name that is on the vehicle. It's either carrying a Nissan or a Toyota, all of that. Why? Because they made it, even though you've paid. Now we are in this world, God made us, and we haven't paid anything. We are still collecting. The little that men give us will pay. How many of us have landlords? Praise the Lord. Your landlord was born after many thousands of years after the land was made. And yet you pay him for using the land. Imagine the God who made all things. Can we just put our hands together and give him glory? And give him glory. Praise the Lord. Yes, we give him glory. We give him glory. Very important. So the Apostle Paul here began to say something that I want us to give meditation to as we follow on. He says, I have a desire. He said, I want to gain Christ. I want to come into the fullness of this thing that he has done. Praise the Lord. 
And if you'll come with me, please, again, to 1 Corinthians 2. We see Paul here speaking again. I read verse 2. It says, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I determined not to know anything among except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He said, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Okay. Um, Acts 8, 5, again, let's touch that so we can lay a bit of foundation. This was Philip speaking now, preaching in Samaria after they had um, stoned his fellow deacon Stephen to death. And the Bible says Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And then if you go to the next chapter, Acts 9, 20, after Paul's conversion also, we're told also that what did he do? Paul here now immediately preached Christ in the synagogues. And what did he say? That he is the son of God. Now, putting all this together, let me give you a background to my meditation. When I read this and I read where, what Paul said and what a lot of the um, apostles said, I want to put together the way we preach or hear or imagine the gospel and the way it was brought to our forefathers many years ago. How many of us know that when the white man brought Christianity to Africa, he wouldn't have started quoting for us Matthew Henry's commentary? Are you with me? He, he couldn't have told you to open to chapter so, of verse so. Did you think they did that? First of all, they, they, they didn't even understand each other. So what was it that they were preaching? What is it that the missionaries today are taking to the ends of the world? What is this raw, core, uncut Christianity? Praise the Lord, somebody. What it is, and that's why we refer to John 3, 16. God so loved the world. But before you go too far, for God, it means that there is a God. Are you with me? One of the things that I believe the missionaries will tell our people when they come is that God, yes, you know there is God, we know there is God, but the one you're worshipping is not God. Are you with me? There is God who made the tree from which you carved your idols. Are you with me? There is God who made the oxen that you have molded to make your God. There is a God of gods. Are you with me? You see, that, that understanding is so important because all that we do on this journey and in this life as Christians is factored into it. Our Lord Jesus Christ speaking to us says, this is eternal life, that word. You may know him, the only true God, implying that there are many false gods. You may know him, the only true God, and what? His son Jesus, whom he has sent. That is eternal life. And that is the journey. And that's what is preached. So you come to a place, you don't know any other thing to say. Let them know that there is God. And this God already has a relationship with them. In the sense that he is the one who made them. This was what Paul was preaching to them in Athens. When he was telling them that you have made, I see your people very religious. And you have built idols and all kinds of things. But I've come to tell you about that God whom you worship not knowing. 
He's the unknown God to you, but I'm bringing the knowledge of him to you. Praise the Lord. So the journey of the Christian is a journey of the unveiling, of the experience, of the knowing of this God. The more you know him, the more your life will be abundant. You see, when Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ says, I've come that you may have life and have it what? More abundantly. He said, the more you know of this thing, the more your life becomes what? Abundant. That's what it is. Praise the Lord. So we are putting all that as the background. We're still moving forward. So I know him. He's my maker. He's God. For God. So God, someone made the earth. So someone made all that there is. I believe he deserves some respect. Don't you think so? He deserves some respect. Now, you and I have spoiled what he made. God is angry with sinners how many times? Every day. For all have sinned and what? Come short of the glory of God. I remember an experience, you know, sometimes, I believe many of us have those experiences. I don't know whether I was about five years or so, or six years, seven, but very young. And we're playing in my friend's house. And um, I can't remember what happened, but one of the glasses in the house was broken. And the father was not in. And when the man came in, all of us died. Luckily for us, it was the child, it was the son that threw the stone that broke. We're all throwing stones, so, but the particular one, <laughs> the guilty stone was thrown by his son. But you see, I know that we were dead the moment the man came in. Why? Because here we are, little children, praise the Lord, in this man's house, and we have spoiled something in his house. Do you know what? Sinners know they're guilty. Every other thing they're doing is for me. Are you with me? The world knows that they're guilty. That's why there's all kinds of imaginations, all kinds of things trying to push away that sense that this world, the owner is not happy with us. But the Bible it goes ahead and says, even though he's not happy with us because of his love. So it says, for God so what? Love. So his love went over and beyond my offense. Are you with me? So he's rightfully offended, but he's lovingly pacified. Are you with me? We've messed up, but you see, love covering a multitude of sins is not allowing him intervening in our affairs based on his justice. So the Bible says, for he so loved us that he did what? Instead of punishing us, what did he do? He punished his son. That's what that statement is. When the, you read the Bible and say, for God so loved the world that he gave his son, it's not Christmas Day. You know, that's what we see. We see the baby in a manger. No, it's not Christmas Day. That's why the apostles say, I determine not to know anything amongst them except Christ and him crucified. Have you ever wondered that the epistles didn't talk about Christmas that we celebrate so much? Do you see the apostles writing about the manger and all of that? You know what? It's as, as essential as it is, that's not where the price was paid. Great is the mystery of godliness. Wonderful. But you see, what you need to understand is that Jesus came into this world to pay a price. And the cross pictures that price. Praise the Lord. And we, we, as we look at that, we still come back to who Jesus is. That's why we read um, Acts 9.20 when the Bible tells us Paul began to preach him. I think he got his foundation so right. Immediately, what did he do? Read for me, everybody. He preached the Christ in the synagogues. That word. He is the Son of God. Now, having laid this background, I want to 
begin to, you know, try and see if I can start to round up. Amen. Now, if you have offended someone, okay? And, okay, let's use the word that we understand. If you're owing someone, and you're owing 500 naira, praise the Lord. And the person goes around saying, Gideon is owing me, Gideon is owing me, Gideon is owing me. Okay? I, I, I mean, five, because of 500 naira, you're spoiling my reputation. You'll be offended, isn't it? Because you know that it's not a big deal. And if anybody around you who loves you, cares about you, hears you, say, come, come. Take 500 naira and stop talking about this thing, isn't it? And for you also, even your gratitude to the person will be, oh boy, well done. Isn't it? But imagine your debt was such a debt that even if the father's church contributed money, won't be able to pay. Are you with me? Even if, you know, your village people, you know, the, you know there are debts that Omona get involved. There are some things that a man gets into. It's not his family. It's, it's the village. They call a meeting, say something has happened. Praise the Lord. If you incur such a debt, and you're not able to pay, you can't even complain. The man will be bowed down, praise the Lord. But should there be any communal effort and assistance is brought and that payment is made, what happens immediately is that that man's life, that man's heart is filled with what? Gratitude and appreciation. Why? Because a heavy burden has been what? Taken off of him. Now, when you and I come to Jesus, you must begin to understand something. That the death you and I owed God, if the whole world got together, not our family now, not our village, not our nation, we could never pay it. Is someone with me? No, we could never pay. Generations to generation, if they still got together, because everyone coming will be coming with a minus figure. Everyone is coming indebted already. There is none. That's why when they show the apostle John the scene in heaven, they said they searched for who was worthy to what? Open the scroll. And there was none. Everybody was guilty. Everybody was guilty. Nobody could rise up to say, I'm going to help man. You first help yourself. That was how bad. That was how dead the situation was. Until the Bible says God sought for himself a man and there was none. So his own right hand brought salvation. God himself had to become man. Are you with me? So when the Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave his son. God didn't give us money. A man can give you money and still be who he is. Are you with me? A man can possibly even give you a lot of time and still be who he is. But for God to give salvation to you and i what did he do he had to give himself god had to come himself became emmanuel he was the only sacrifice that was acceptable like we've learned from himself to himself only him could meet the qualification so he came down as god and became man and being found as a man he did not come as king he humbled himself he came as a servant Okay, and he went through all that process. What was he all trying to do? He was trying to save me. He was trying to save you. I'm still making a point. Now, all, put all that together as much you know, as I'm trying to be fast on that. And you begin to see what you and I have received. Are you with me? You see, unfortunately and incidentally, when we present the gospel today, 
we present a gospel that people should consider analyze and check whether it's worth it so the average person who is hearing the gospel is thinking um, this thing might be too demanding i'm not ready for it and even the ones who are already saved already there's a demand you put on them and they'll say no this is too much recently i said to us you know i think in one of our meetings and i said if we knew and fully understood what we are in you see if god said today if we came to church today and by revelation they say from today every one of us okay will begin to wear hijab you know the one that is hijab the full one the one that you now slit your eye a space in the eye and then you take selfie with the whole thing covered do you understand everybody covers himself or let's even say everybody i don't want to use the other one the opposite side but you see whatever demand whatever thing that they ask you to do as a christian being a christian not to become because that's where people mix it up being a christian if they say this is what you now need to do that's what paul was trying to tell us in philippians he says if anyone had something before he was saved he said i think i'm one not just that i had i was born something praise the lord not just that i was born i was schooled well not just that i was schooled well concerning zeal you see what he was saying today was what will be like somebody saying i'm a missionary and when i come home in my who say to my tama neighborhood i do morning cry and then in the night i do late night intercession in the marketplace you see paul was saying if there was anybody who had something to commend him he said i'm one of them praise the lord but he said when it comes to the benefit when it comes to who christ was and what he did he said i haven't touched anything and he says then i begin to see that i must empty myself of everything that i am so that what i can begin to gain him is he the one that at every parable jesus told picturing the kingdom had to imply that you had to lose everything you had to get it have you wondered when jesus was speaking to the rich young ruler what did he say to him he says the man said i've kept all the commandments jesus didn't say you're a liar he meant the man did but jesus was trying to say to him for what you're going to get keeping commandments doesn't touch it what you need is space because i'm big so he says go what sell all that you have you are notable you're an honorable and become nothing that's what he was telling the man lose everything because if he had sold everything he had and given to the poor what would he have become he would have become the poor and say when you do all of that you return to me and say the same words you say to me lord lord and then i'll become your what lord and you become what my servant he said when you do that you have begun why is he saying that it's because he knew what he was he knew what he carried he knew what he has the challenges many people are having with christianity today is that we don't know what christianity is about if we come to a christianity to get visa visa from earth to earth christianity to get car car that will take you from wuse to maitama you don't understand if you want transportation come to christianity it takes men from hell to heaven even america hasn't gone to mars to put men there do you understand you see people don't they, we don't touch it 
We don't know the world. We've not begin to know this one and true God and what is calling us to. So Paul says, I'm making effort. I'm striving to empty everything so that I may gain. I may begin to hold. I may begin to experience the surpassing privilege of knowing, being called a friend of Christ, being called an associate of Christ. That, that's what he came to do. Like we've said here several, there is nothing most people are striving for that was not in the world before Jesus came. There was gold in the world. There was silver. The metal they used for cars was every beautiful thing that people are striving for today was in the world before Jesus came. So what did he bring? Did he bring gold? If it's prosperity, then Jesus should have been born in the manger and then the angels would rain gold. Are you with me? Every other thing was here and will remain here until all of them will be destroyed. But the Bible says there shall be a shout and then some persons who have Christ in them will escape this earth. Oh, there are not many people expecting this thing. I, I, okay, maybe. Let, let me tell you, God's going to bless you. Huh? Yes, God's do you understand what we are talking about? He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. His son. He didn't send us angels. He gave his son. Who was the son? Paul preached him as the son of God. Not a servant of God. That's the investment. And that's what the apostles caught. And that's why their lives were so extraordinary. We are praying yesterday and we are praying that we will serve God in our generation. Incidentally, that's what I've been praying for myself. That let this Nigeria season, let this you know, whole season that we are in, in let it not come and pass and by the mercy of God we get to heaven. And they will say you should have done this and I didn't. God forbid. Let the prayer I should have prayed, let the stand I should have taken, let whatever I should have been contributing or contributed in this season, let me make sure I empty myself to give it. That's why we're here. Listen to me, for those of us who are serious, John the Baptist, he ran his race, finished it. Abraham, they, they, he did his own finish. Joseph did finish. Daniel finished. Do you know who he's doing now? He's no longer Daniel. He's no longer David. You know who he's doing? It is Pastor Akin, it is Pastor Nad, it is Georgie, it is Mommy. We are the ones running our race now. And we have to, we have to give attention. There is something in God's mind for now. Praise the Lord. So the Apostle Paul says, I don't hold on to these things. There are things that men may celebrate. There are things that men may rejoice over. But I see something else. Another thing that happens is this. Many times when we present the gospel, maybe because of a fault on the part of us preachers, we present it as if we want men to give God credit. You see, God needs something for you. Buy on, you know, let, give him on credit after he will, you know. Okay, C come and help God. Praise the Lord. You see, God needs your help. You see, God needs you to worship him. God needs you to praise him. God needs you to serve him. God needs you to bring money because if you don't bring money, the work of God won't be done. Hallelujah. You see, we do all of that because we don't know how big he is. If we come to begin to know like the apostles and what the Holy Spirit laid for us in the scripture, we, we begin to see that when you deal with God, he, says, he said to the man, we're talking about the, the parable of, um, of the treasure hidden in the field. He said when the man found this treasure in the field, what did he do? He went and did what? Sold part of what he had. Sold the little things he sold all that he had 
and with joy you see when you get it right sir if they say to you fast you say hallelujah every spiritual exercise when they say to you give last sunday we mentioned malachi 2 2 and we said many people have been dwelling on malachi 3 10 bring you 10 percent god is saying bigger than 10 percent what do i want he said i want glory what it means is that when you finish making the money you come and acknowledge that you would have even taken that check and thrown in the water if god didn't give you sense you it says you must give me glory i made you i made it possible i blessed you i kept you alive i gave you sense some people have worked and can't claim it because by the time they are to claim they are not in the mental state so it's not about giving God 10% as if he needs your support to keep his project going. You are his project. Let me tell you the business God does. God deals on oxygen. He deals on oxygen. How many of you have paid for oxygen before? Who is, the supply? Who is this middleman? Imagine if he takes light like Nepa. God just takes oxygen like Nepa. Just two minutes. Praise the Lord. So we present it as though we come to help God, as though God is in death street. In fact, everything we do, we present holiness as if uh, if you don't obey God, it will offend God. Remember, God said to, to I think it was Job, he said, he said, your righteousness, who does it affect? He said, you don't steal. Could you steal from me? You're violent. You're an armed robber. Can you rob from me? You shoot people. Can you kill me? He said, everything you do is amongst yourselves. Praise the Lord. But God is big. He's mighty. So the apostle Paul was saying here, he says here, but what things were gained to me, uh, Philippians 3, 7. He said, I've counted them laws for Christ. What's he saying? You see, he's not saying, um, okay, praise God. Who, who's bought something recently now? Um, who, who bought a new car? Who, who bought a new car recently? A little child is raising their, <laughs> his hand. Okay. You bought a car for um, $40,000. Are you going to be telling your friends, I lost $40,000? Will you do that? But you, didn't you lose $40,000? Didn't it go away from you? It went away from you, isn't it? But because of the car you got, praise God, and maybe you got it at a good deal, you're going back, you're rejoicing, but this left from you. Now, what is happening is this. In your eyes, that vehicle is worth your forty or 50,000 savings. So when you get it, you're not going home, going to complain to your wife. Darling, can you imagine? I just love $50,000. However, you know, I was able to save this Mercedes car. Nobody will do that. You're going to say, do you know, I bought this car. It's beautiful, is this, isn't it? The same way, when you get what this kingdom is about, there is nothing you drop in service of God that you will call loss. People complain because they feel cheated. Somebody thinks, I'm just serving God, I'm serving God. It's because you've seen God, Paul. If your eyes are opened, another thing uh, we prayed yesterday, we prayed for the wisdom of God. You know what the Lord said to me? He said, he said wisdom is very simple. You see, Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. Do you know why? One of the reasons, let me not say why, because it's too big. One of the reasons Jesus is the wisdom of God is that Jesus has seen it all. You see, the reason we are foolish is that we are deceived. And the reason we are deceived is that we think wrongly, we see wrongly, we picture wrongly. But you see, when you have seen the real picture and you have seen the real thing, you have seen everything the way it is. Jesus came from heaven. We are going to heaven. 
by the grace of God. So when Jesus is speaking to us, he's speaking from he knows. He's seen. He has been there. He's coming from there. He that is from above is above us. He has seen it. He knows the Father. So when Herod and the rest of them are threatening him, he can call them folks. You, for you now, Herod is a big man. He's DSS director. You're afraid he can kill you. But he's come from where Herod has become dust. He has seen it all. He's not going to learn something. When, when, when Satan came and started tempting Jesus and said, if you fall down and worship me, I will give you the kingdoms. Can you imagine somebody trying to offer you uh, uh, um, Karimo? If you have Dubai, a sheikh comes from Dubai and you take him to Karimu and say, if you worship me, I will give you Karimu and it's in virus. Do you understand? Tell your neighbor, let your eyes be open. That is wisdom. Everything about Christianity, when you see it, you become wise automatically. That's why Jesus, uh, sorry, not Jesus, uh, Old Testament, talking about the Jews. He said, oh, that they were wise, that they would consider their latter end. Consider their latter end. Stay down and see your end. See the end intended of the Lord for you. See his plans for you. Jesus said to them, I go to prepare. He was telling them now, I'm going to go back. If the first statement is that in my father's house, what? There are. You know what he's going to go back to do? To adjust everything to be specific. Specific for personal, specific for judges, specific. He's going to now make it tell me because you have agreed. He's not wondering whether the father will meet his promises. Another thing, faith also. Faith is seeing or knowing the truth. Faith is not guesswork. He has done it, he has done it. When you know it, you will walk in faith. Praise the Lord. So, this son of God came into this world to die for you and I. Praise God. Now, this is death. Remember, some people at the point where he was dying say, look at you. You say you're the son of God. What do you do? You say, save yourself. Come down from the cross. He was the same son of God. You know that something is true does not mean it will be widely accepted. And that's why for many of us that are too strong on public opinion, learn something this morning. Public opinion, the whole public can be wrong. The whole public, in fact, all the wise men of it, they cannot be wrong. And then for those who are smart, they can be half smart. You know, do you read the Bible and sometimes think? I was reading the Bible after Jesus raised, raised Lazarus. You know what these people said? He said they have to kill him. Wait, wait. Someone raises the dead. And then you, you have not raised mo mosquito. And you plan to kill somebody that raised... Doesn't it tell you... And do you understand what I'm saying? And they made a plot to arrest someone that raises the dead. You should think that they'll be smarter than that. You know, the, the other account, interesting account was in Acts of the Apostles. I think it was, um, it was uh, Peter and some of the apostles that they put in prison. And then the angel went and brought them out from prison and kept them in the synagogue preaching the gospel. And then when these men gathered, they sent into the prison to bring out Peter and the rest of them. And when they went there, the prison was still looking exactly the same from outside. So they got in expecting to see them. When they got in, they didn't see them. They came and reported to the scribes and the first, and they wondered what happened. That wonder should have converted them. How can you lock men in and they're out and the doors are not broken? And they went and saw them preaching. Do you know they arrested them again? When they say the devil is a good... It's not an insult. 
They went and arrested again. And we're commanding them not to preach in the name of the person that can bring them out without breaking door. So they should forget to listen to God and listen to men. That's why Peter said to them, judge amongst yourselves. How can we listen to you when God is speaking to us? Praise the Lord. So this morning, I'm trying to bring us to see, to begin to smell what the Apostle Paul smelled. That he said, I want to gain Christ. I want to gain Christ. Ask your neighbor, do you have that hunger? That's why Jesus says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Unfortunately, the churches are not raising people that are hungry for righteousness. We are raising people that are hungry for every other thing. Every other thing. Let me tell you, let me give you a, a sure litmus test for your Christian life. If in your prayers every day, you're not asking for more love, more patience, more whatever to serve God, to minister to God, to just righteousness, you're not, get, you're not getting it. All that 17 days of fasting and prayer for breakthrough is not in the Bible. It's a waste of your time. For your heavenly Father knows the things that you do. One of the short things the Lord has said to you to seek is seek me. In fact, he said, for me, you have to seek me diligently. For every other thing, he said, don't worry. Don't worry like the Gentiles. But we have turned it around. We worry like the Gentiles, and we seek him like the Gentiles. The Gentiles don't care. But it's all because we don't know the worth. You see, I, I, Lord help me, I think I'm just going round and round. You see, we don't know the word. Paul says, preaching Christ. Now, this is his first message. Paul was the one persecuting the church. He was the one arresting and killing followers of Jesus. What happened to him that he immediately began to preach Christ? In that, that's Acts 9.20. Let's look at it again. He immediately, Acts 9.20 please. He immediately preached the Christ in the synagogue that he is the son of God. You know what the turning point for him was? That this man that walked amongst us, this man that healed our sick, this man that multiplied bread and fish for us to eat was God with us. That was the turning point for him. And from then, you see, it was after this that he went to Arabia for three years. From then, he couldn't understand it. So God could be amongst us and I wouldn't know. I could be so close. You know, I wish I read a bit of science because it would have helped my ministry. I saw a picture the other day. A few of us might have seen it. And it showed the sun, the size of the sun. I mean, you know, compressed picture. And the sun, if the sun was as big as this monitor here, as big as this monitor here, you know how big the earth is in relative to the sun? About the top of this microphone. Praise God. Sun, this sun we see. If in proportion is this size, the size of this monitor, this earth is the size of the cover of this microphone. Now, Paul began to say, he mean the God who created the heavens and the earth and everything that walked amongst us and wanted to relate with me and I didn't know him. He said, this will be my one desire. I will count everything as loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. Brethren, until your hunger, you know there is taste that is acquired a poor man who is paying rent, who has accommodation problems, transport problems, doesn't play golf. 
no matter how sportsman he is, where will he even keep the kit? Face me, I face you. The place where the golf course is at, Kabu Kabu, don't go there. You see, you need to have acquired a certain level before you now, you see, <laughs> someone, are you hearing me? What I'm saying is this, there's a level you have to come with God where you begin to desire what we're talking about. Where you begin to know there's more to it. Someone signs says, there got to be more. And that more people of God is not signs and wonders. Signs and wonders is conversion level. It's first level. And it's wonderful. Praise the Lord. It's wonderful. But when you now begin to see that this Jesus is the Son of God, then you begin to want to know. You want to know him. That's what Paul said. I want to know him. I want to begin to unravel you. I want to see your greatness. I want to see the wonders of your majesty. I want to begin to, you know, just, just swim in your greatness. No, no wonder he says the length, the depth, the breadth, the height of his Lord. He says past is beyond comprehension. What is all of that? That is Christianity. I know how that does. When you now begin that search to know him, every experience you find yourself in becomes a case study. When the believer is sick, is an opportunity to know God as healer. When you're in need of provision, is an opportunity to know him as Jehovah Jireh. That's what he did with the children of Israel. Every stage of the journey is an opportunity that he reveals himself. But if you don't want to know him and want to solve problems, you will not know him and most likely the problems may never be solved. So they put Christians in prison in Acts of the Apostles. They don't pray for deliverance. Have you ever thought about that? They are blessing God because something told them, God's going to do something here. Something told them, there's a new thing God wants to do here. And sure he did. And sure he did. Not only did he bring them out, but the jailer was saved. And I believe most of the people in the prison. Why? Because these people knew that their God was big. Help me tell your neighbor, your God is big. Help me tell your neighbor, Jesus is a mighty God. Help me tell to yourself, I serve a mighty God. I'm privileged. I'm privileged. So Paul preached Jesus the Christ as the Son of God. And sometimes we take some things for granted. Who is God? Someone should ask the preacher, who is God? Because I mean, we say some things and say something. And you know I can't answer that question. Praise the Lord. You know I can't. But I can begin to give you the parameters to, to start to answer it. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning... This God created what? The heavens and the earth. So first and foremost, sons and mass, God is the one who was there before there was anything. Are you with me? He was there before. Don't think he was there in the beginning. He was there before there was a beginning. This is the beginning of our beginning. It's not the beginning of God. So who is God? God is the one who in the beginning of the world created it. That's who God is. And his son came. And this God loves you. This God is interested in you. Do you think it's some virus in your body that he cannot take care of? Do you think it's school fees he cannot pay? Why do you belittle him? When he was asked, when Jesus was asked about the man born blind like we looked at recently, what did he say? Did he say this one, when God was in this, he felt sleepy and forgot to create his eyes? Is that what he said? He said no. It is that what? The works of God, the glory of God, the other dimensions of God might be what? Might be made known. In the beginning, your God, 
created the heavens and the earth. I said I want to give you the border because I can't describe God to you. Revelation 22 verse 12 and 13. Revelation 22, 12 and 13. This is God also. He is the one who says, And behold, I am what? Coming quickly. And my reward is with me. To do what? To give to everyone, 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 according to his work. He says, I am the Alpha. So God is the Alpha and the, the beginning, like we've said, and the what? The first and what? He is the one that will give everyone according to his work. Fear not men and do not be discouraged. Praise the Lord. No, don't be discouraged. Some people are toiling. Some people are laboring. Some people are serving. And when you lift your eyes and look to the corner of your eyes, you see someone as though, I mean, as though everything is just working well for him. And you're wondering, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? Listen to what we, the Bible is saying. It says, when I come, that's when I will give everyone according to his work. So in a sense, what we are seeing now is not according to work. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, judge nothing before his time. Why are we guilty of that? Ah, that man is a blessed man. Who told you? That brother, ah, God is really dealing with him. Who told you? You can imagine if somebody had to judge between Joseph and his brothers. You can imagine the blessed and the suffering. The rest remained their debtors in their father's house. I hope you know that. None of them were houseboys. None of them were slaves. None of them went to prison. But Joseph was the blessed one. Until the end, you can't judge. Only God has the right to judge. That's what Christianity teaches us. So when a man stands and boasts, just laugh because he means he doesn't know God. He says, another way, the epistle, he says every man's work will be tested by fire, not by public opinion. What it reminds me of, I think it was, I can't remember it was primary school or secondary school, but I had a classmate who had a beautiful handwriting. My handwriting wasn't bad, but his own made my own look bad. And the worst part of it was that when they gave us assignment, if I did half page, he would do two pages. But the thing was that when we submitted to the teacher, when we'll come back, I'll get maybe eight over 10. With his beauty and the multitude of his pages, maybe two. And I'll be wondering, what's he writing about? Maybe he's writing like Apos. I don't know. But you see, every time I saw his handwriting, I would be thinking what to write, what to write. Everything has finished. The guy is drawing it. You know, just bend. You know, people that bend and just put it in paper like that. But by the time the work is tested by fire, three over ten. And that's how it's going to be in the kingdom. Say the first shall be the last and the last shall be. Many people are compromising their faith now. Listen to me. Don't compromise to get anything in this world. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. The one who has called you is faithful. Let me tell you my principle. I'm not against prosperity. I'm sure you know that. I'm not against the good things of life. But let God do it for me. Because when God does it for me, it won't tarnish my eternal reward. Do you know Jesus made some statements? He says some people have received their reward now. Imagine if you're here now. How many of us are above 40? Above 40. Okay. Imagine if they told you, you know that time you were the biggest chick in your secondary school? That was your reward in life. You know that time you were the campus guy, you know, with your car, you had car on campus. Imagine if that becomes your highest attainment. They say, that's it, you have gotten it. So for the rest of life, you, you don't have any dream, nothing again to expect. God forbid that my best will be in my past. Says the path of the justice, how? Like the shining light. It shines what? Bright. I don't, I don't want my best. No, I want it to be from glory 
to glory to glory to glory that's the part of the that's a part of the christian we don't get our best now life is about investment he said you see this kingdom you can't sell and it doesn't mean god won't be blessing but as god is increasing you know what you're doing you're burying it god is increasing you're burying ask every successful businessman they keep reinvesting the reason some of us are poor is that every money we make, we think, okay, this is it. No, they keep reinvesting. The same thing in the kingdom. You keep reinvesting. We never graduate until we hear, well done, thou good and faithful steward. Enter what? Into the joy of your master. That's the way it works. So God, I can only give you dimension. He's the one in the beginning. He's the one who will wrap it up. He's that big. And then in the middle, see what he says. What the Bible says, Revelation 4:11, please. He said, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Why? He said, for you created what? All things and by your will. They exist and we're created. Give us King James. I love the way King James put it. And for your pleasure, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things and for thy what? Pleasure they are. So I are, you are for his pleasure. Do you understand? I are. <laughs> oh yes, you get it now. Eh? You, I are for his pleasure. What it means is that everything that falls on me, if I submit it to him, he has to praise God. He has to. Every circumstance I find myself in, if I submit it to God, what will, he has to entertain my father. That's what we are talking about. That's Christianity. I don't choose my portion. He chooses it for me. Why? Because he first has decided to choose what is of interest. So I surrender my life. You know, there are things we, we say and we claim and we confess, and we must give thought to it. I'll give you a simple example. It says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. So who is living? Do you know what? Just imagine yourself. Imagine yourself as being the cloth that Christ is wearing. These are the things that help people. So when we think about holiness in church, you must understand who we are talking to. You know, people misunderstand a lot of things. When, when Christ said to the, to the woman caught in adultery, go and sin no more, you know, he wasn't talking to a Christian. When Christ talked about the publican who beat his chest, he didn't come to that prayer as a Christian. That was his moment of encounter. But when somebody who knew better, as much as suggested to Christ, you will not die, what did Christ call him? He said, get behind me, Satan. You know why? You see, Peter, how can you be talking like this? Christ can't talk like this. I'm inside of you. You see, when we tell you, don't do this as a Christian, it's not legalism. It is your nature that we're trying to tell you. We ran the sample. Christ is in you. Do you understand? When we say, don't watch this, it's not about 10 rules. People don't, they mix things up. You see, if I went to the stadium to watch a football match and I put someone, they won't give me a red card because I'm a spectator. They don't give spectators red card. But if I'm in the field, hey, Tell your neighbor you're in the field. That's why your standards are high. When people lower standards, it's evidence they're not in the kingdom. That's the simple truth. Do you know that the scientists that go on the NASA, uh, on, on the space, do you know the discipline they go through? Even poor, they can't poor at their time. They have to control. Be careful for you don't over poor and the spacecraft will fall. Everything is controlled depending on where you're going. So that is what it is. Paul says, I am ready to shed anything that I may gain Christ. If they require that I will carry my wife's back and be following her security man as her husband, 
That is my pleasure. You know why? He said, do it not as Michael Jackson did, as Christ did for the church. Do you know who I'm copying? It's, it's, it's about who, who, who is in you? Who are you following? That's Christianity. Am I a fool? Oh yes, every Christian is a fool for Christ. Oh yes, I'm the one that offended. Why should I be the one to go and apologize? It depends on whose you are. Because you and I offended God and he came pleading for us. Jesus was coming. We are the offenders. You know? And he came for us. He didn't claim his right. He humbled himself. So we, we don't understand the background. So we strive for what has no value. We strive for what has no value. You know, some may still not like it. But ambition is not a Christian virtue. It's not. No. Does that sound ambitious? I empty myself of everything. That's emptying. So that you feel me. He said, what I want is to gain. I want when people see me, they'll say Christ is in him. And when our Lord Jesus Christ was going, he said, do this what? In celebration of your victories. He said, do this in remembrance of me. He says, I'm the key. I'm the, I'm the performance indicator of the Christian. As Christ is manifesting you, you're a winner. It doesn't matter what people are calling you. Oh yes, family might think you're slow. You make some decisions and family will actually think something has gone wrong with their brother. This woman has finally given him a dojuju. It's not a dojuju. The man was born again well. Do you understand? That, ah, what's wrong with you, sister? We trained you well. How can you be, you know, cooking with firewood for this man? Please come back to your father's house. In your father's house, there are many mansions. He said, no, no. He's my Lord. I will stick with him. It's not a joke. You see, and we have problems because we have not seen the worth. What I'm trying to share with us this month is the value of what we have. Is God for us? Is God available to us? Everything possible. It says that I may gain Christ. It's to gain Christ. It's to hear him say, I'm happy with you. He himself said to us, it says, as I'm on earth, it says, I make sure that everything I do, I do so that he who sent me will be what? Pleased with me. That's it. That's the journey. That's the journey. Along the line, oh, all the other things that we're worried about. God, God, the one who created all things. Things beautiful, things bright, everything. God made them all. And listen to me, child of God. God loves you more than you love yourself. Do you know that? Do you know God loves you? If you have issues with that, I want you to think about the day of your salvation. I never forget my day. I went to church to get someone off my back. You know how it is? Someone is disturbing you. Come to church. I went to church so that after today, they won't say you've never come. So I went to church. I did not hear, I don't know, there was no, no mobile phone then, so I don't even know what I was doing in church. But I didn't hear what the preacher was saying. But I know that at a point, the Holy Ghost came into me, and I started weeping. I didn't know the last time I wept, because I came up as a hard man. Praise the Lord. So weeping was not in the facility that I was trained. So I left my seat where I was sitting, and wept to the altar. When I remember it now, I said, God, I thank you. Do you know I could have actually been initiated into a bony or anything? And nothing will, I mean, who cares? But his mercy orchestrated my life. Cornered me, saved me, put his spirit in. I didn't know what I did. I didn't even know the, I just knew, I, I found myself in front of the altar, just crying, crying. After I was looking, you know, 
what happened here but he did it for me do you understand he's done for me the best things that i needed that i didn't know i needed why should i now be afraid about the ones that have come down to the level of me knowing i will trust in him i will yield to him i will do what he said to do he says seek me seek the kingdom first and what will happen he said all these other things child of god as i round up i want to beg you from today desire to know who are my servants who am I in this relationship with? Many people think it's the church, it's the pastor, it's the father's church, it's this one. No, no, it's God. He began to preach the Christ as what? The Son of God. Not a powerful man, as the Son of God. When you pray today, you're praying to God. When you give, you're giving to God. When you obey, it's God you're obeying. That's why here we don't throw a lot of rules on you. We don't tell you a lot of things so that you know it's God, so that you never imagine. If I do this, Pastor Ken, I won't be happy with you. Whether I'm happy with you or not, the worst thing that it can be is that I'll frown at you. Praise God. It will not determine anything. But you need God to be happy for you. Because it was God that said to Peter, Peter, all this one you're making noise. Let me tell you what is happening in the heavens concerning you. He says, Satan has what? Desire. How? I can't know that. You want to be in the, tell your neighbor, you, you want to be in the good books of God. You want God raising a wall of fire. The, the, the enemy said to Satan, how can I touch Job? Have you, are you not the one who, are you not his Julius Berger? Are you not the one that built the wall of fire around him and everything that belongs to him? That's what you want. Over your family, over your finances, over everything. You, you want God to be the one defending you. You want God to be the one speaking up for you. You want God to be this one saying, thus far and no more. That's what, isn't that what you want? I, I, that's, what, that's what it matters. That's why we strive to know him, to gain him, to hold him. So that when we call. But do you know the privilege of talking to God? How many of us remember in the days when if you called America, if you spoke, you take a breath in, breathe out, and then the, you hear the person back. You see, you had relatives and maybe in a year, once or twice you speak to them. The ability to speak and God will hear, not as a secretary, as a father with all power. Let's bow our heads in prayer. That I may gain Christ, the surpassing privilege, the surpassing honor of being called a Christian indeed belonging to jesus lord i thank you that's what i want that is what i want in that package brothers and sisters everything is there everything is there there's divine provision some of us will bear witness you've needed a particular amount you didn't tell anybody and somebody says i just felt like blessing you with this amount it's not just feeling. Your heavenly father knew the things that you have need of. Sometimes it was money you needed for something. And God said, I will not give you money for that thing. I will give you the thing without money. Because I am your God. I am God. I control all. He has healed and taken away symptoms. Taken away the root cause. Taken away. You see, healed to the extent you forget what part of the body was sick. That is the God we serve. He keeps safe in safety. He protects. He guides. He grants us the desires of our hearts. He loves us that much. The one who has sorted out our eternal destiny. Is it our short-term needs he will be worried about i tell you brothers and sisters we serve a mighty god
even your emotional needs he's mindful of them he is quite mindful of them he says i know i know i know what you're feeling he says i am not far from you he says i will never abandon you i will never forsake you though mother and father me he says i your father i your god will not in christ jesus all this is a short for us this morning as we go to the table of communion i want you to tell him lord i thirst for you Lord I hunger for you Lord above everything that there is I want you I want you no wonder Jesus didn't leave us performing some ceremony in remembrance of him he just said this one this one he said eat me drink me can you imagine that who else would have thought about that he said this is what you do to remember to reenact this covenant he said you will come and eat my flesh and drink my blood that's what we are going to do today and as we go i want you to appropriate your faith just tell yourself this is who i am going to fellowship with this is the table i'm going to to my maker to the creator to the mighty god to the everlasting father to the prince of peace to the palm of gilead to the way maker to the one who owns the cattle upon a thousand hills to the one in whose hands the hearts of all men are the one that can turn men's hearts like a river of water in whatever direction the one who determines the outcome of things not yet even known he is your god he's the one you're going to can you let him know that you will worship him that you will trust in him that you will honor him you've been listening to a message by pastor ikenaokeke of the father's church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at eden center banex guarimpa expressway near next kashinkari abuja for telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404 you can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you